Welcome back, everyone, to your ex-boyfriend's podcast. This is episode 31, Assuming Direct Control. A little bit of old business before we start. I want to say thank you to everybody who contributed to last week's episode, number 30, the one I did with Veronica Perrier, the sex and intimacy coach that we had been waiting on bated breath for. Um, that was a great episode. I got a lot of good feedback um, from from you, from the listeners. And that was in no small part to everybody's questions. Veronica was very um, pleased and complimentary about the questions. And I think they showed, as she might have mentioned in the episode, what is on a lot of people's minds. Kind of what the common, at least in this area, or maybe just for people who listen to a podcast like this, what is on, you know, the collective uh, brain. <laughs> um, and then thank you to everybody who purchased any of Veronica's services. You know, her work is just that. It's her livelihood. It's her business. So everything that she gave you on the episode, she does at much greater length um, individually with people. And a lot of that can be found on her website at Indelicate Coaching for um, some money. And that's how she makes a living. I think what she's doing is uh, worthwhile. And I know that I appreciate and she appreciates what support she got as a result of people being exposed to her work through last week's episode. So all in all, thank you to everybody who contributed to either her endeavors or mine. We both appreciate that a lot. Last little bit of old business. If you have any feedback on the last two episodes, both of which were interviews, please let me know. I am looking for future interview guests. I'm looking for how you want as listeners, as how you want interviews to go. I am looking for any type of feedback that you have. Um, please feel free to reach out, whether it's on my Instagram or email or text me, call me, email me, doesn't matter. However, you know how to contact me. Okay, so today's episode, we're going for a short one today because the last two have been pretty lengthy. Not that that's a bad thing, but I like to have some contrast in my episodes. So we're not going to get too far down the rabbit hole today. And I think uh, what's going to help with that is the topic, assuming direct control. It's something I can speak relatively succinctly about. I've been thinking about it a lot recently and found myself having conversations or hearing uh, other people have conversations about this very topic. It's something we touched on last week in the episode with Veronica. It's something that I've heard other podcasts speak to. Something that I've had conversations in my own personal life about. What I'm talking about is the idea of overfunctioning, or in this case, trying to manage others' experiences in the world. 
More specifically, what I'm speaking of is the behavior pattern of either saying or not saying or doing or not doing something with the intent of trying to control or manipulate someone else's perception or their reaction, whatever. In that description, you'll notice that I use the word manipulate. And I use that intentionally. It sounds bad, right? <laughs> like, who wants to be somebody who's labeled as manipulative? Or, in, in any certain instance, be accused of manipulation? Nobody, right? <laughs> and I use that word intentionally, like I said, because it sounds negative. Whether you are doing this intentionally or not, it is manipulation. It might be intentional, like I said, maybe it's a result of dysregulation. Whatever it is, you are manipulating somebody else through this behavior. It is you either, like I said, saying or not saying, or doing or not doing something with the intent of manipulating how that person perceives you or reacts to you or what they they do in the world or how they think and long story short we're really trying not to do that veronica said in the last episode that this is something we call overfunctioning. the idea of you're doing too much <laughs> essentially overfunctioning is doing for other people what they can and by rights should do for themselves because you think that you have to. And this behavior very often leads to both people in the interaction over-functioning if they aren't already. A good example of, of that behavior would be, uh, let's say one person doesn't communicate their needs whether they know how or not, you know, whatever the reason, they don't communicate and they are trying to get you to figure out what their needs are because, quote, you should be able to interpret that. You should know. This is over-functioning. In response, you end up over-functioning, trying to figure out what that person's needs are by manipulating them into telling you by manipulating them into communication. So what you have now is they're trying to manipulate you into understanding their needs without telling you. And you are trying to manipulate them into telling you their needs. <laughs> How crazy does that sound? Like, let's, let's just think about that scenario. How crazy does that sound? How frustrating would that be for either person, okay? Think about that. Now, think about how many times in your life you have done that. Think about the last time you thought, this person, man, I should not have to tell them what I need or what, I've, what I have been telling them 
this whole time, I should not have to communicate my feelings, right? Or you've been on the other end and you've said, God, if this person would just tell me what they wanted, we could move forward. But now I'm stuck here trying to figure it out with somebody who thinks that I should just know. Okay. How many times have we done that? Personally, I can tell you, oh, God, so many. <laughs> so many times. Not not even funny. That's no exaggeration. Too many to count. This behavioral pattern, it operates under the idea that you can assume direct control of another person's experience in this life. It is essentially the thought of, well, if I can just get them to do this or to say that or see me or hear what I'm saying or steer them, steer them away from this way of thinking or this line of action or ignore this, that, or the other thing, right? If I can just get them to do X. As you might have guessed with the theme of this episode, what we've already been talking about, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I know we've all been there, all of us, myself included, like I said. And historically, it this behavior typically comes from a good place. It did for me. A lot of the times where I found myself functioning in this way, it was from a place of what can I do or what can I say to make this person who I care about understand me. And most often, you'll notice I said who I care about, most often it's a behavior that shows up with someone I actually care about. And maybe this applies to y'all out there who are listening, and I would love to know. But I don't find myself over-functioning in this way, or in any way, as much, if at all, with people who I don't really give two shits about. <laughs> like, I'm not over-functioning with my coworkers in this way. Like, if they need to know something, I'm going to tell them, right? If I'm pissed off, <laughs> about some stupid shit that they did, they're going to hear about it. And it's not to say, like, I'm going to be a dick. It's not to say that I'm going to communicate, you know, in a way that doesn't uh, allow my point to come across in a way that they can hear. But I have no qualms about saying what needs to be said. Or on the other hand, you know, if somebody isn't communicating with me, the question is always going to be, listen guy <laughs> tell me what's going on tell me what you need we cannot make this working relationship work without some amount of communication of needs right it's not hard in that scenario but so often i have found myself completely stuck in relationships personal relationships whether they be romantic you know, platonic, whatever, maybe family, I found myself stuck in that uh, mode of trying to manage their 
experience in order to create a positive outcome. Now, that sounds benevolent, right? But like we already talked about, any type of manipulation is manipulation, whether it was for for a good reason, you know, and I use quotes there, a good reason or a bad reason, it's still manipulation. And in our day-to-day personal lives, with the people that we love or the people that we care about, the people that we want to form lasting, healthy relationships with, that doesn't work. It works for politicians, <laughs> unfortunately, and it works for, you know, wealthy oil barons who are trying to, you know, conduct a hostile takeover of a railroad or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, for the rest of us, it's not really a good way to move forward. Now, like I said before, this behavior, in whatever way you find yourself overfunctioning, that behavior isn't always readily understood. It might not be conscious. It might not be something you are even aware that you are doing. But I think a good litmus test, at least for me, and maybe for some of you out there, you can tell me if this sounds like something you've done before. The litmus test is if you find yourself communicating with somebody or not communicating with somebody and you stop for just a second, however long it takes, maybe longer than a second, you stop and go, am I saying or not saying this with the intent that they will do or say or think something? Because if the answer is yes, you're overfunctioning. The only acceptable answer is I am communicating, I am saying this or not saying that or doing this or not doing that because that is what's right for me. This is the truest expression of how I feel. Their reaction, the other person's reaction, is a non issue or it should be a non-issue. And this pattern of overfunctioning we have is taking that other person's reaction to whatever we are doing or not doing and making it the main issue. Okay. Now, we often think that that's because it's what's best for us or it's what's best for them or the relationship. Maybe you think it's what's best for the relationship. The answer is unequivocally, it's not. (laughs) The real reason behind that, why it's not the right thing, even if it feels that way in the moment, even if you both seem to have a positive reaction, is this. There is nothing that you can do to make something work, and by something I mean a relationship of any kind with another person. There is nothing you can do to make it work other than be honest and communicate. There is no mode of control, no finagling. There are no tricks. There is no convincing of the other person. You can try, as we all have at some point or another. And maybe, as I said, in the moment or for some amount of time, the result seems positive. But the end result is always 
resentment on both parts. You resent not being understood after trying whatever you could think of to make that person, and I emphasize make that person understand you. And the other person resents you trying to manipulate them. And these may be feelings of resentment that neither one of you can identify in the first place. You may just feel these things and not know why. But there is going to be resentment no matter what. If you try to manipulate somebody, one or both of you, and very likely both of you, will end up resenting the other for the whole situation, for the whole scenario even occurring. So you hear me talking about this as if we all do it and we often don't even realize we do it. So you're like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? (laughs) Right? How am I supposed to get around this? Well, I don't know. Maybe you just started listening to this podcast. Um, And if you have, I'll lay something out real quick. But if you haven't, this, this, for those people who have been listening, you should know what I'm about to say. The behaviors that we think, well, how am I even supposed to know I'm doing this? I'm not even conscious of this stuff. This is the autopilot I was talking about way back in episode two. We are often taught, conditioned, um, we learn from experience, we learn from trauma, we learn from um, reactions to our behavior from other people, right? We basically pick up the this set of instructions for how to operate in life. And then we go through life on autopilot, obeying these instructions, right? So the whole point, I think, of what I'm trying to do here with this podcast is get you to realize that you are actually operating by a set of instructions that you didn't get to write, (laughs) right? And nobody likes that. Nobody wants to be, you know, running their freaking operating system by a set of instructions that they had no hand in creating. No? No. (laughs) So let's say, you know, you're thinking about these things. What do I do? At this point, I realize this is a thing. What do I do? And we already touched on it a little bit in this episode. Veronica touched on it last episode. It's pretty straightforward. I almost said it's easy, but it's not. (laughs) Because it goes against everything that we have been told to do. It's simple, though. Very straightforward. You can do one thing. That is communicate in big capital letters. Veronica talked about intimacy, being open, being communicative, being vulnerable with the person that you are trying to build or sustain a relationship with. That's it. Communication. And clear, honest, ready communication. Not just when shit gets bad, like, what did she say? Um, If you wake up in the morning and you feel distant, whether you've just started dating or, or you've been married for 20 years, tell your partner, I woke up feeling distant. 
It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about this relationship. That's just how I feel. And I'm going to think about it. I'm going to process and move through it. And in the end, it's probably going to be nothing. But I will communicate with you no matter the outcome. That's it. It may sound silly and it may sound like something that we've all been told not to do. Like, don't bring up little shit. Don't bring up what what has been termed, quote unquote, petty shit, right? But it's not. It's literally just the practice of open and honest and readily available communication. And I don't mean to say that this is 100% all the time, communicate whatever you're feeling, because sometimes you're not ready, and that's okay. Sometimes it feels wrong to say what is on your mind, and it's not the right time. You don't communicate at that point. But what you do say is, hey, something's on my mind. I'm not ready to talk about it. That is still communicating. Even if you're not talking about the the direct thing that is causing you any amount of distress, you are saying it is happening and I'm not ready to talk about it. And that's not to say you get to communicate whenever you want. You don't get to just barge into somebody else's, you know, sphere, (laughs) their sensory sphere and communicate whenever it's right for just you. If they're not ready, you got to wait. But the communication there hopefully goes two ways. And hopefully they say, I'm not ready to talk about this. Whatever it is that you're having an issue with, I welcome you to come to me with that information. Just not right now. I'm not in a good frame of mind to listen and understand and help if that is what you're asking. But in the end, you know, whatever the scenario is, the answer is always the same. There is some amount of communication that you could be participating in that you're not. I feel like this is something that we've all heard at one point or another in any amount of relationship advice or friendship advice or how to, you know, love your family, (laughs) right? Whatever it is, we always talk about communication as if, you know, it's just this simple thing that just say, you know, say stuff, right? Don't, don't give them the cold shoulder. Okay. In reality, it's very difficult. Like I said, it's simple. It's straightforward. It is not easy because you have to literally slog through years and years of conditioning and shame and bullshit that the the world around you has fed you telling you that this is not acceptable. This is not the way forward. Okay. So what the fuck am I supposed to do, right? (laughs) The divorce rate in America is 50%. Okay, literally half of married couples are getting divorced. Something's not working. (laughs) We're doing something wrong. And then we still listen to the same people, you know, that are part of that group, right? Like, let's listen to the people that are part of the, the group of people that 50% of are getting divorced. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> but it is hard, okay? And I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're already in the mindset of, I'm going to do some hard shit. <laughs> 
I'm going to do something that makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to try to develop a practice through effort and hard work. So if there's anything I want to leave with this short episode, I'm definitely going to make it short. (laughs) If there's anything I want to leave you with, it's that you have to practice this communication. And like I said before, open, honest, readily available. That style of communication is learned and practiced and developed. You're not going to be good overnight. You're not just going to wake up one day and be ready to have these conversations. But you can try and you can start small. And like we talked about, sometimes the smallest little bit of communication is as effective as it needs to be. Saying, yes, something is on my mind. No, I'm not ready to talk about it. But I will eventually. That takes all of five seconds and it says everything that needs to be said. I'm not ready, but I know it's important that we address whatever the issue is and we will. Now, maybe what you find when you have taken the time that you need is that it really wasn't something that needed to be addressed. But in that scenario, instead of not talking about it, letting it go for however long, and leaving that other person to twist in the wind, wondering if that's something that is going to fester or just disappear, instead of letting that happen, you say, hey, I thought about the shit that I was telling you about. I think I'm okay. I don't feel like we need to talk about it. And this isn't going to affect anything moving forward. You know, that's communication too. The smallest little bit of here's how I feel, here's what I think it means, And here's the course of action. It's not complex. (laughs) It's not complex, but it is so, so difficult. Anyway, give it a shot. If you need help, there's lots of resources. And hopefully you you count this podcast as one of them. So I think we're going to end it there. Look at me go, like 26 minutes. Oh, 27. Um, as always, as I say every time, you can reach me at at uh, my email address at your exbf podcast at gmail.com or you can reach me on Instagram at your underscore exbf underscore podcast. And last thing, remember, like I was asking at the beginning of this episode, feedback on interviews. What do you want to see? Who do you want to hear? What would you like me to change? Do you want to be on? (laughs) All right. I'm going to go enjoy this beautiful weather on the last day of the weekend. And I will talk to you all next Sunday. So until that time, take care and stay safe.